and welcome to the Seeing Deep Podcast, where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. This month, we're talking about reigniting intimacy in our marriage, and my precious husband, Clay, passes back with me to discuss this topic. This week, we're talking about cherishing one another. Yay! I'm so glad you're back with me, honey. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The scripture for this episode is taken from Ephesians chapter 5, 25 through 30. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. That's a powerful passage. Lot to unpack there. Yes, indeed. Well, when you talk about without spot or wrinkle, I have to admit that I sort of cringe <laughs> inwardly because I know sometimes, just in a marriage relationship, there's times where we can have our own view of things and our spouse helps to bring us back. And so, this is what Clay and I have done for each other at times, but this is talking to the husband without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. And so when I have come to Clay and I've been saying, oh, I'm upset about this or that, he's faithful to point me to God's Word. And that is one way he cherishes me. And you know, honey, since you shared a scripture that addresses husbands, one that I have thought of often that reminds me how I want to cherish you is from Proverbs thirty-one twelve. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. I think one thing, key thing that we have sought to do is to build one another up. And so children can sometimes, you know, create a little wedge there. And one thing with having five kids in the house, there's those moments where, you know, one kid might be trying to pit both parents against one another. And so this scripture comes to mind to me. I don't want to harm him. I always want to speak well of him to friends, and to the children. And so this has been one way I have sought to cherish my husband. Sometimes the enemy can get into our marriage by us getting offended. We talked about that last week. And then we are not kind toward one another. And we've had those moments. And this is what hurt feelings do in our flesh. And so Clay and I will remind one another we need to cherish one another more than cherish being right or retaliating. There's a great capacity to hurt one another when we are so vulnerable with one another. And when we love someone so much, their behavior toward us can either leave us feeling uncared for or cherished. I think uh, uh, we spoke a little bit about this last time, but uh, a lot of that is portrayed in how we speak to each other. Mm. You know, there are uh, ways to say that, you know, I cherish you in, in the words and words matter. And so, you know, as opposed to, you know, in a secular household, there may be cursing and and arguments in the uh, opposite. In a a Christian home, we ought to look for ways to treat each other like the treasures 
and the you know precious uh, rubies that my wife is. And I know that there are there are several scriptures that address that, but uh, we try to uh, walk that out by using those words in our everyday language. And so you know, I try to remind my wife every day that uh, she's precious. I call her precious Mm -hmm. and a reminder that she's a treasure to me and to God. Yeah. It's, It's speaking life to one another. And I like how you said words matter. And, you know, in our household, we don't call each other names. We don't curse. I mean, but, and you might say, well, but, you know, I always kind of came from that background. I promise you, God's grace is enough. And if, if, if we recognize the value of our spouse, they are precious, they are a gift, then we want to speak in a way that affirms them. One thing I told Clay when we got married is that for the first time in my life, I felt cherished. I had not known what that was like. I looked up the definition of cherish in the dictionary for this episode, and it says to protect and care for someone lovingly to hold something or someone dear. You know, I think part of the human condition is sometimes we can grow accustomed and used to being with people, we're familiar with them, and we take them for granted. But cherishing is is a verb there. If we're going to cherish somebody, we're going to protect them, we're going to hold them as dear, that is something that is difficult to maintain because of that familiarity that happens. But it's a choice we make because we remind ourselves of how blessed we are. And this has been such a gift to me. So we thought we would talk about ways we cherish one another and maybe spark some ideas for you to treasure your spouse. They are a gift to you from God, co-heirs in Christ. Don't miss this point. When two have become one, they are representing the relationship between Christ and the church. This is one reason why marriages are under such attack. Who would want to attack their teammate, right? But the enemy of our souls works ruin and seeks to divide us when we don't feel appreciated or cherished. Well, one way, you know, that uh, we show each other that we, or I show Denise that I cherish her is that we had this tradition that we uh, that I pray for her in the mornings, mm. and so you know to me that shows love. The Bible says that you know those that you love you'll pray for, and uh, you know it's a special time where she knows that uh, you know I'm taking time out of my schedule to lift her up, both uh, you know spiritually but emotionally too. You know it's a time where we can you know, spend a little bit of time in each other's arms and Mm -hmm. uh, use that as both spiritually bonding and uh, physically bonding too. So I think it's important to start the day off on the right foot. Mm -hmm. And uh, for us, that means a little bit of prayer time in the morning before we get started. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I would fall asleep during that, (laughs) just to be honest. Uh, and and you ditch the flannel jammies, I will say. <laughs> Maybe t- TMI. <laughs> but in you know, on that note, you know, it's not ex- expecting to receive something from your spouse as as a husband. You know, it's uh, lifting up that uh, wife in prayer. You know, regardless of whether she's asleep or not. You know, it's uh, this prayer is still effective, and uh, I think it. You know, 
it shows that you treasure her and that you want a blanket of protection over her. Mm. One way that division happens in marriage is that at times we allow other priorities to rise above the marriage. And so there are a lot of demands on us, and it's easy to allow those demands to rule your schedule. So take that time as is needed. And I will say that that's been probably a harder issue for me than for Clay, though we have recognized that we're both cut from the same cloth because he is also a worker bee. And uh, he talked about in years past that he would always be building projects and doing things. And we both enjoy creating and working on things, but we've had to learn, you know, even though this is an area I've been a little guilty in, uh, but I've sought to be intentional to make sure I plan my work and I'm intentional about time with Clay. I'm not perfect in it, but I'm cognizant of it. Really, every day I'm thinking, how can I make sure my husband feels valued? And Clay has also led us well in this regard. We try to go for a morning walk, an afternoon walk, and then a jog or a walk in the evening. Now, part of the reason Clay is initiating this is to help me with my health. And so that's also cherishing me. Um, and if I follow that leadership and go with them, you know, then that's, you know, we're both working together on that. So these times help to remind us that we need to slow down and just be together when we go for these walks. And going for walks are also just going and cuddling in our bedroom or on the screen porch when work is done is one way we reconnect in each day. Another way we cherish one another is to join one another in activities the other is doing. So, you know, I've picked up the uh, hobby or interest in sailing over the last couple of years, and uh, so I'm uh, honored that my <laughs> wife joins me in that activity. Uh-huh. Yeah, and sometimes it's you know a little bit more challenging than others. Yeah, she's sometimes afraid of the boat tipping over or you know a little high wind, <laughs> but we've agreed to work through that, haven't we, dear? Uh, Yes, he's recording it now. I see. Well, I told him he just needs to tranquilize me and throw me under. <laughs> but she under. has been very faithful in supporting that dream of mine or goal. So, you know, both when uh, restoration began, you know, working and supporting the time that I took to, to uh, rehab the sailboat. Yes. But now joining me as we, you know, take a little time off to enjoy some time together. And I really sought to encourage him in that because I saw it was something he really wanted to do. And likewise, he encourages me in my writing and my ministry endeavors, and we try to do some of those things together as well. But, you know, like I enjoy writing, and that is kind of a one-person type activity, but... You know, he used to never sit down much at all on the couch. You know, he's just always busy working too. And now he will sit down next to me and we'll both be working on things. And and that is really nice too, that we can have that activity together. The Greek word for cherish is thalpo. It means to warm, keep warm, to cherish with tender love, to foster with tender care. I recognize that Denise needs care and thoughtfulness. 1 Peter 3, verse 7 speaks to this. In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. 
So, sisters, this is encouraging to us because just that last sentence there, prayers are hindered when husbands are harsh. And I would say prayers are hindered when wives aren't respectful. And so there's this beautiful balance of seeking to honor one another. That's part of cherishing as well. And that's where it says here, husbands must give honor to their wives. That's a beautiful thing. And this has been such a helpful thing to me. When I struggle with health problems and autoimmune diseases, Clay has learned to not get frustrated with me, but to be compassionate and to look after me. Another way Clay and I demonstrate cherishing to one another is to write to one another in journals we have. Each time we travel for our anniversary, we we write in this journal, as well as other special moments. I had a little catching up to do from one I missed, evidently, but (laughs) (laughs) it's something that we enjoy doing. Well, that is something special, and uh, you may want to consider doing something like that yourselves, is to start a journal and record those special moments together. And, uh, you know, we each keep a separate journal, and so she... And when she makes an entry, she leaves it on my pillow so that, you know, I can uh, share that time with her. And mm-hmm. We'll read it together. But uh, positive affirmation is another way we cherish one another. So, you know, I, I think it's so important to build a, up one another. And the scripture that she shared, it says, honor your wife. And I, I believe it's important to take a public stance that honors your wife. That means uh, to build her up in in public and to compliment her in front of her friends and in front of your friends, men, and uh, your peers and co-workers, even when your wife is absent, that uh, you carry that uh, mentality forward in your workplace and office place so that your wife is honored and cherished above all other things. So Denise tells me, Every day that she loves me and tells me I'm good looking. <laughs> yeah, good yes, looking. Yes, I do. Uh-huh. And Clay whistles at me about every day, too, you know. <laughs> and it brings security and a sense that we're not going to take one another for granted. Those are uh, just a few of the ways that we can think of that are meaningful to us. But, uh, you know, I think the theme here is to treat one another, treat that relationship like it's a precious, fragile treasure. You would not want to do anything that would scar, mar, or do damage to that relationship. So take care in the words that you use and uh, make sure that you create these special moments we've been talking about. And, you know, I think of Scripture where it talks about cleaving to one another. Don't let anything separate you, cause a wedge, divide you. Love each other passionately. You know, that that is such a gift that God has given us that we have someone to walk through life with. So we just want to encourage you to just cherish one another and thank God for your spouse. And if there's unforgiveness or bitterness, um, ask God to help you because you don't want your prayers hindered. You've been listening to the Seeing Deep Podcast, where we dive into the Word of God for the answers to life's problems. (laughs) 